Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist by kineticist and coach. And I'm a co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. That you can't do anything anymore to gain fitness. Nothing you're going to do now is going to make you run faster on race day. In fact, you can do a lot more harm than you can do good. You realize that I've got an energy tank that's deep, deep within. And I don't ask my body to to use it every single day. I ask it to use it that day. And I know it's coming. Your body knows now that it's coming. And it will be ready. And it will get you to the finish line. And it's something that uh, as humans, we are born that way and we're built that way. And just because we don't use that... Um, Deep energy tank every day doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So it's more just a fact of believing it and believing that in that moment where you need it most, you'll be strong. Also remember that during your entire training, you'll never have been as fresh as you're going to be on the start line of comrades. None of your training runs would have, you have started on such fresh legs. And that plays a big, big role. This Comrades Limited Edition series is brought to you by Mr. Price Sport, the official technical apparel sponsor of the Ultimate Human Race, worn by the Max Elite Runners and available for purchase at the Comrades Expo. Don't be intimidated though, Mr. Price Sports has gear for everyone, runners, non-runners, seconders and even spectators, from dry sport tees to the Elite High Racer, a full carbon shoe trusted to get the gold. They have everything you need to get on the route at value pricing to help you and your money go the distance. We invite you to hashtag join the journey to comrades with Mr. Price Sport. Make sure to give them a follow for training tips, motivation and exclusive giveaways. Catch us at the Comrades Expo where we'll be set up at the Mr. Price stand. Come by and share your journey of how you got to the start of the 2023 Comrades and you could be featured in an upcoming Making a Runner episode. See you there, guys. Nicola! It is race week. All right, hold on. This is not a a worthy introduction for the guest we're having on today. So let's neaten it up a bit. Let's let's start, Davy. Okay. How are you feeling, comrades? Race week. Are you comrades ready? I am as comrades ready as I will ever be, Nicola. That's it. A, is. That is what I tell all my clients. There's yeah. nothing you can do now that is going to change the outcome of comrades race day. You just make sure that you get yourself to that starting line on Sunday, the eleventh of June. Unless you get sick, and that is why I am. Sitting here with a face mask on. (laughs) Talking nonsense. But yes, guys, stay healthy. Get as much rest as you possibly can. Sleep, eat up, and uh, enjoy what's coming your way. The ultimate human race. And we've got none other than Gerastain coming on today. The golden goose. (laughs) To chat to us about comrades and i think she's she's she qualifies pretty well to tell us a little bit about um, the the story behind her comrades um obviously she is the recent uprun winner which is not so recent it was in 2019 
she is going to be lining up this year. There's a lot of mer- words going around the running community that the down run record is it, it going to be a record broken? Might, might be on the line. <laughs> we obviously that's something that we ask her. You'll you'll hear she she doesn't want to really get into <laughs> that type of conversation. But from our side, it was just fantastic to to chat to an athlete like her, someone that takes her running so seriously but still has such a light-hearted nature to to everything that is running and just enjoying the element of running she never lets it get too serious we we have a really uh, great conversation with her about her preparation and lead up to this race uh, some some top tips and advice from her to you to take on race day and it's really just a, a fantastic conversation for any runner wanting to either tackle their first comrades or even for those guys going for their 49th comrades like uh or barry or holland, holland. Or so, but she is an absolute running icon guys her story is incredible we cannot wait to see her line up on race day and absolutely smash it i think we are all looking forward to it so guys before we get on to the podcast we have to announce the winner of the competition the elite high racer competition uh from mr price sports it's none other than souls underscore music or sala he goes by sala um so well done sala you have won the elite high races from mr price sport we will be sending you over that pair of shoes we hope you enjoy and we see you are a musician uh, on your social so go ahead make a song about it because i'm sure you're really going to enjoy them but guys enjoy the conversation with Gerda and all the best from us to you for comrades race day ziasha it is yeah this is it if you love the work we are doing and the impact that Making a Runner has had on the running community so far, then why not become an official Making a Runner fan? That's right guys, Making a Runner is now on Patreon. Although this started purely as a passion project, we have had to become realistic about the time and cost of running a successful podcast. And that's why we've decided to provide memberships where our fans can either make a pledge to support our work or receive exclusive behind the scenes content, discounts on racepass.com, as well as downloadable running programs to guide them along the running journeys. If you want to make a pledge and become a super fan of the show, make sure to go and visit patreon.com forward slash making a runner. Thank you for your continued support and enjoy the rest of the show. First, Gerd, I just want to say thank you so much for being yes. here with us today and, and finding the time to chat to us. I know that your schedule has been hell of a busy and doing a lot of running and getting all that mileage in. So we're excited to find out more about how the training has been going since Oceans. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on the show and have a chat to you today. Um, it's such an exciting time at the moment. So um, yeah, just sharing thoughts and um, hearing all about it. It's, very, it's a pleasure for me to be on the show. Thanks, Gerda. Uh, tell me, so since since you left South Africa to to go to the Alps and 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 start your your comrades build up after Oceans, how how have you feel your your training has evolved? You feeling strong? I am absolutely feeling strong. Um, it's been a, a wonderful past six weeks. Uh, I stayed uh, in South Africa for a couple of days, uh, maybe a week or so. After the two oceans, which was of course the results that I was hoping for, yes. um, I knew that uh, this year I had eight weeks uh, in between the two races, so ample of time to make sure I recover well and to yeah just make sure I'm ready to to train again. But I mean, the training this year from the beginning of the year was set up in a way that I knew I'd be doing both races, so 
I incorporated a little bit of my training for the comrades already, even before the two oceans, which I feel is the right thing to do. Mm. In, um, so just to make sure that in between comrades and two oceans, I'm not too pressed for, um, for to, you know, trying to cram in a really, really long distance races and all, all of that. So um, after the two oceans, I just took uh, the amount of time I felt was needed before I, before I started running again. And it's been quite, I mean, I can, yeah, that's really been, it's been quite smooth sailing. Um, I started doing three time mileage after a week of, of running. And um, since then, it's been really wonderful. Um, I'm training in Alps, but it's really severe. So the terrain here is up and down. And I do also mix it up a little bit with uh, running on the trails as well as on the road. So it's just been a, a mix of, 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 training and it's been really fun and I'm very very excited now well, to line up for the comrades. I mean we Nick and I both obviously follow you on Instagram and it's been it just looks so beautiful uh, where you are and, and it really looks like you're putting in the effort we know that you are obviously determined um, this year to to have an awesome result and yeah I mean two oceans was a great run for you uh, you're just such an inspiration to to all of us and we're so excited to see you at comrades especially for this down run um, and yeah, I have no doubt that you've put in the work. <laughs> I want to ask, how, how's the body recovered after mm. oceans? I mean, how did that recovery go? Do do you like you said, you took a couple of weeks and then you went to the Alps. I mean, you you said you incorporated some of that comrades training already prior to oceans. Did you allow yourself a little bit of a recovery after oceans before starting to hit the training really hard? I did, yes, 100%. Um, the week after the, the two oceans, uh, my entire family went down to Cape Town to watch the race. So it was really nice and relaxing to also be able to spend a bit of time with them after the race. And um, my mind wasn't off the race. I can't say really that. I mean, yeah. uh, media was going so crazy. And I know that um, the comrades is not, you know, that far away. So. Mm. I, don't, I can't say that I allowed myself to completely switch off, but in terms of the training, I 100% gave myself enough time to relax and to make sure that there's no, you know, niggles or anything that's really going to hinder me in my training. Sure. That was the one thing that I was quite adamant about, to make sure that everything feels fine. You know, you can expect some fatigue. Of course, it was it was a long race. Mm. <laughs> But um, I was very fortunate. And I actually, I think it's often, you know, immediately after a race, yeah. how the recovery is. If you finish feeling good and finishing feeling strong and like you still have a little bit of energy left, often the recovery um, mirrors that. You, you get a quicker recovery. Whereas if you are finishing a race, feeling absolutely spent. The recovery also just takes so much longer. <laughs> so um, I was fortunate enough that the recovery was was quick as quick as I could uh, expect or hope for, and I was able to to pick it up quite quite soon after that. Yeah, no, you can uh, definitely see it. The way you finished <laughs> Oceans was just incredible. So I'm sure that the recovery wasn't wasn't too bad. And I, I don't believe that you've been suffering any niggles. Mm. Uh, just the way you've been running, it's <laughs> it's actually exceptional to see how you have developed as an athlete. And I want to get onto that because obviously last year you, you didn't run Comrades. You didn't run the down run after 2019 where you had that blistering time on the up run. And I know there was a big disappointment in the running community because you weren't here to run Comrades and you know, it, it left the gap really in the race. But how are you feeling about 
being back this year and, and being able to line up at the start of your down run this time around? Great question. Um, yes, yeah, so 100% last year not lining up for the comrades, it, it, I felt that gap, <laughs> believe yeah. me. <laughs> I felt it inside of me as well. Um, it, that's also why I think this year I'm just doubly excited to be back and doubly determined to get it right and not just the race but also the training. I've been so like, um, you know, careful and making sure I do everything right or what I think is right, you know, making everyday decisions is all um, just to get ready and to be ready on, on race day. Um, it not only goes just for the training, but also what I do in between the training. In, at night, what time I go to bed, and what, you know, what time I wake up, how I approach my running, whether I've done, you know, stretching before my training runs, and all the small things, it's just all been going in to get ready for, for the 11th of June. And, um, yeah, it's not just sort of, you know, um, chores. It's also very, very enjoyable for me. So that is, is, I'm very fortunate about that, that it was an enjoyable meetup. Um, it was very, very cold when I arrived here in, in the mountains. Um, <laughs> but I had a fire. I had to chop my wood <laughs> during the day and then make a fire at night and make the house nice and warm. Which was, you know, it was it was a different challenge. It was quite enjoyable as well. But um, I've really seen the way they change, and now it's blistering hot during the day. So I feel like I've sort of covered all bases in terms of what to expect for the weather as well. <laughs> that just naturally happened here, but it, it prepared me for for anything on race day. And um, yeah, I'm really really excited. Not only also just to be, you know, running my race, but also to experience the entire. Comrades Marathon, um, to see the crowds out, to, to have that start line. I'm yeah. so excited for the start line. <laughs> I've been, I'm bursting out of my skin um, with excitement for that. I mean, every runner, not just the runners, even the spectators who watch Comrades knows how special that is and what an experience it is and to be a part of it and standing there and, and not knowing what to expect from the day out on the road. That is something that I've yearned for and I've really met. So um, I really look forward to that experience as well. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the spectators and the, and the South African crowds and all of that, I can tell you for sure that we've been dying to <laughs> see Gada back on the roads. It, it wasn't the same last year. Um, you know, I, I think you are, you generally, we, we always, you know, call you the, the golden girl for South Africa and the running community. I mean, you've done so much for the sport so the, the crowds are going to absolutely love it we're, we're going to all love having you back um and i just wanted to ask yeah. you so obviously you're in the alps it must be such a nice little like way for you to almost disassociate and and like you know focus on your training in in such a you know um, isolated way. I think a lot of people do wish that they could they could do that because um, obviously you can get a high altitude training in South Africa. But you know, does being in the Alps just help you? You know, maybe calm the nerves, get the training in. Like you say, it's very difficult routes, challenging weather conditions, hilly, hilly and all of that. Alone, being alone and all your alone, training. Yeah. But I mean, it must also help you. You know, get very focused and 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 tuned into prepared. your goal. Well, yes, 100%. If I can just um, first come back to, to the crowd support, uh, to me, to receive all that support and uh, 
to be called a golden girl. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's true really though. So heartwarming, and um, I really appreciate every single support I receive. I can't do it without the support. Um, and then almost the contrast to that is to coming here and being really on my own. I think for the first two weeks, I might have seen two, uh, two conversations, full conversations with people, um, besides from being on the phone, of course. So it is very isolated. Um, I, I spend quite a lot of time on my own here. Um, but it's, what is very enjoyable is the fact that it's very safe. Um, yeah. I can really go out every any time of day, day or night and, and train on my own. And it, it, it's hundreds of things safe. So that is a big positive for me. And also um, the fact that the terrain is so severe or very heavy up and down. I just think that it is ideal preparation, especially for, for the Comrade Marathon. And the altitude where, where I stay is not mad. It's uh, similar to Johannesburg's altitude. But um, it is a funny thing because it almost feels higher because the contrast is so yeah. so much more. The mountain that I look out on to is the top is 3,500 meters of altitude, I think. And where I go to train often is just a... Uh, uh, 25 minutes down the road is only 800 meter at oh, altitude. Sure. So it, you, you've got a combination of so many things. Um, and it's worked for me in the past. Um, in 2019, I also did the exact same thing. I trained here at the same spot for the 2019 comrades. So um, I'm hoping to find a bit of that uh, uh, magic dust that was sprinkled here on the road and, and bring it with me to the church race. Well, on, in 2019, you broke the uprun record. Uh, so that's the magic dust that you're talking about. Yeah. Perhaps that magic dust is going to take you to the downrun record this year. What, what are your thoughts on uh, breaking that fifth Pundamervers five, uh, five hour 54 minutes on the shorter course this year? Uh, that um, record has been, um, a lot of people have been talking about it and uh, speculating whether it's going to be broken this year. But I think personally, I need to leave that for the media to, to, to speculate on. Um, what I've done is I've prepared in a way that I feel confident in. Um, I feel like I'm strong and I'm ready to, to take on the down run. I have never won the down run. Uh, so that for me, <laughs> of course, is my first goal is to win the race. Bruce Fordyce always tells you that you need to win both the up and the down run in order to call yourself a true champion. <laughs> so I don't know if, if that's something to live by, um, but it's certainly something that I would, um, that, that's the way I'm approaching the race, yeah. is um, to, to go out there, run the best race that I personally can run, and to try and win the race. And the record, <laughs> it would be amazing, of course it would be, but it would be a massive bonus for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm that. I, I mean, I mean that record. It was was set before you were born. So I mean, it would it'll be unbelievable if you can if you can come down and actually uh, and break that. Um, I see in our notes, uh, um, your your previous PB for the uh, down run is six hours and fifteen minutes uh, in two thousand and eighteen. And obviously, I mean, you're a much improved runner now. So it's going to be very exciting to see, obviously, what results uh, you can produce this year. Also, just looking at the improvement that you've had from yeah, was, 2015. I was showing Davey your, your yeah. results at Comrades since you started running Comrades. And he was like, gives, hey, gives th me hope. there's hope for me. There's, there's hope for me to go and run <laughs> sub six hours someday. I have, to, I have to say this for our listeners, guys. 
Khad, we, we, we're talking to Khad Astain, like South Africa's <laughs> best female runner, hands down. Um, so Khad Astain started running Comrades in 2015 and her time was eight hours and 19 minutes. And I see here you ran for the Dubai Roadrunners. I also have, <laughs> have some questions around that one because, yeah. But um, I mean, from 2015, running 8, eight 19, and then 2019, four years later, um, a 558 is just, oh, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's, um, for me as well, it's such a, it's been such a wonderful journey until now. I mean, I never expected when I ran my first conversation in 8,090 minutes that I would be taking hours of that. I knew that I loved it and that I wanted to improve and I saw sort of, you know, I, I could tell what was needed in order to, to be a better runner in the years after. But I didn't expect this to happen. I never knew that, um, you know, I could be the winner of the Comrades Marathon. I, I never even dreamed about it. And um, it wasn't actually that long until I actually did manage to win the race. And yeah. um, so it's just been this, wonderful journey that I've been on and um, <laughs> like you mentioned my first race um, it, it, to me it was just a social thing you know I got talked into running after very shortly after I started actually running but I loved it and um, <laughs> I was broken but I loved it and um, the year after that I came back and I aimed for a top 10 finish and I didn't obtain the same a top 10 but so I improved, I, I um, increased my, uh, bettered my time with over an hour in, in a year's time. And so I knew I was on the right path and I knew that what I was doing was working. I just had to be patient and just give it more time and, and, and allow my body to get stronger and stronger um, with mm. the, you know, more months of training. And um, in 2019, I mean, <laughs> again, now I, I just had this, you know, driving me and uh, planned everything and I focused and I worked as hard as I possibly could in order to get myself as strong as I can when I line up for the yeah. right place. Um, it was, everyone was saying that 2019 was the strongest field ever assembled by, by the comrade and to me that was almost something that encouraged me to make 100% sure I'm on the top of my game because if I slip, some, someone else is going yeah. to you know, be almost as strong. And so that really kept me on my toes and never made me think that what I'm doing is enough. Um, it didn't mean I could do more and more training, but just focusing more on the smaller things and, and making sure that I do the, the right, uh, make the right choices every hour of every day in my preparation for the race. So, um, it did pay off the day itself as well. I mean, you can do all the preparation and, and then perhaps get sick before the race. That, that's an yeah. actual possibility. But fortunately, I didn't get sick and I, I, I was strong lining up for the race. So I think going into the race being confident is, is very important. And it just, yeah, it helps you calm the nerves. It helps you just be more confident when you sure. start the race and, and being confident into what effort you're putting in, in, in you know, in the beginning of the race and, and being confident that you will be able to maintain that until the end. 
Yeah, I think like what you mentioned is just about being prepared and mm. the preparation process that you've gone through since, you know, you ran your first comrades in 2015, you just constantly progressed your training. You've always learned about how your body has responded to certain types of training. You've adapted in certain ways and you've just been smart about the way that you're training. It's like you said, it's not necessarily that you have to train more. It's just consistency, being able to stay injury free and consistently improving and, and having a clear focus in the way that you've gone about your training which has been key talking of preparation and obviously mental preparation for race day is key to the listeners that are listening to this uh, especially with a few days out of comrades i mean obviously as as someone that's uh, you're going for your sixth uh, comrades obviously ups and downs so how many downs have you run this will be my third down run so my first down run was I ran, I was 14th position and I ran seven hours and eight minutes. I then in 2018 um, ran my second down run and I was second position in six hours and 16 minutes. And so this year will be my third down run. And um, I mean, for me, the mental preparation, especially so late uh, into your training or so close to race day, it's really crucial. And a lot of people neglect that side of preparation because it's difficult. It's not something you can quantify. It's not like you can say, oh, yeah. I've written in my diary, I've done enough mental prep. I mean, how do you quantify that? And so I do think that it also goes hand in hand with physical preparation. Often the mental preparation is easy if your physical preparation was on point then it, it almost feels like you don't have to put so much effort into it because it's just naturally feeling, you know, ready and confident. But um, it's still important. It doesn't matter really how much preparation or what your preparation looks like. You still have to focus on getting mentally prepared. And um, whether that is by means of, you know, visualizing the race before a race day during your training or perhaps just going over the race, the route, the profile, thinking about what the motions that you will be going through, maybe expecting some patches in the race that you won't feel at your best, mm -hmm. um, and thinking about, you know, how you would respond if, if that comes along, if, if you experience it, and um, deciding, I think it's a very important aspect also, deciding before the race that whatever happens that you won't give up, that you will still put one foot in front of another. Yeah. I think those sort of affirmations um, that is very, very important um, personally. And that is a very personal um, uh, aspect of your preparation. The yeah. training can be done in, in groups and with your mates. And on a weekend, you can just choose any race to, to, to do in preparation. But this mental preparation is really what you should be doing on your own and, and in your own quiet time. And it's important, but it can also help you a great deal because you maybe experience something in race day or something might happen and you'll think to yourself, well, I've actually gone through this in my training. It's not unexpected. I've gone through this. I know how to deal with this. So it's very, very important. And even now, a couple of days before the race, there's still time to sort of just think about that and maybe bring a little bit of more of that mm. into, your, into your daily routine. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, all of that is such good advice. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you, because so say now you're two three days you know before the race and this is it's a question i have and i think a lot of people will have because i go through it myself but you know you get very close to this big race that you've built up a lot of hype around and do you find that 
you like to you know hyper or like fixate on that race and like be be completely zoned into into you know comrades and that task or do you maybe find that it's it's better to be a bit you know not not a bit distracted or be busy with a few other things or because a lot of people I think can get very stressed out I know I can get very stressed (laughs) out you know because you're just thinking about 11th of June, 11th of June, 11th of June. And I often find, you know, sometimes a busy mind is better than focusing on one thing. So I don't know how you tackle that or, yeah, maybe just some insight in, onto that. Yeah, no, I, it's a difficult thing. And I think personally, I think it's a balance. I don't think you should not be thinking about it because it is big and it is it does take a lot of your sort of mind space. Um, but it's no use overthinking it. So I think it's really finding that balance. Yeah. Um, I know I can get so caught up in, in the, the few days before a race. I can like focus on something that's really unimportant, but then put so much effort into it. So, you know, finding a house chore and like cleaning my house a hundred times over, even though I know it's already it's putting so much effort in it. And just, it's just a way where your mind is just maybe gets, um, you know, carried away a little bit. So I think it's a, it's a finding that combination of not overthinking it but still having it on your mind don't don't forget about it because it's it's not you still have to do it and it's still going to take (laughs) a lot you're still going to have to go and do it Uh, yeah 100% (laughs) yes correct you're not thinking about it it's not going to help you but overthinking it it's not going to help either and you're going to get to that start line and we're all going to stand there and sing the anthem and social laws on you're going to in any way, forget long what you did in the days before the race. That's the last thing that's going to be on your mind, whether you thought about the race or not. So it's just finding that balance and mm. just almost just continuing um, your daily life the way you've been doing it because that's what your body is used to. Um, I often find just going for a short little shake-out gun, nothing, nothing you know, too intense in the week before the race um, really helps the nerves. Um, a lot of people, you know, aren't always sure what to do um, in a taper week, uh, not not just, you know, mentally, but also physically. But I also think that the two can, you know, help each other. You can go for a little run and after a run, you just feel a little bit more relaxed, mm. and, but not doing too much. And for that, you'll know, mentally, you'll know, I should have been tapering, so I, I should have a lot of reserve energy and let those two help each other and aid each other into, into getting through the last few days. Well, now that you mention it, so say the week leading up to the race, what what would be your biggest advice for someone that perhaps doesn't know how much training they should be doing? Maybe they've started tapering now and hopefully they've tapered by now, um, but they don't know. Some people are still doing some some level of speed workouts. Some guys are just keeping their feet up all the way till comrades. Like you said, shakeout runs to, to, to sort of get rid of the nerves. What is your go-to in that week leading up to the event? Well, my go-to week always, I just uh, convince, or not convince myself, I tell myself, because it's the truth, that you can't do anything anymore to gain fitness. Nothing you're going to do now is going to make you run faster on race day. In fact, you can do a lot more harm than you can do good. Um, for me, the training I do in the race, the, the week before the race, is purely just to keep the legs moving, um, to to get my mind to put the, my you know trainers on and get out the door, which I love doing. Um, but in terms of training, there's nothing you can do that's going to make you run faster. <laughs> All you can do is fatigue yourself and not rest enough. So 100% rather prioritize rest. 
if you don't feel like a run in the week before the race, then don't go for a run. Don't force yourself to do something that you don't feel up to, um, but still keep the legs moving a little bit. Um, just, you know, keep the blood flowing. Your body is so used to, mm. to all the training that you've done. So stopping completely is also not, it's not, uh, why would you, why, your body will perhaps, you know, feel shocked when, when you're not running at all. Mm. So just finding that little bit of uh, reason to, you know, lace up and go out at all. But thinking that whatever you're going to do is not going to make you run faster, so you might as well just do it. Yeah, like you said, I think it's just it's just a game of balance, right? The whole training process is a game of balance. The, the week before is a game of balance. The race day is, is a game of balance. And that's what I want to sort of get, get onto now, say on race day. Obviously, we, we've talked about mental preparation, visualization, um, knowing what your, what your targets are, knowing the landmarks of the route. I want to know from you in, in your previous two down runs, uh, what were sort of standout moments in those runs that that you perhaps hadn't thought about and came about or uh, that caught you by surprise or things that you went and prepared and that's what happened as you expected. Uh, what are sort of some take-home points that people can expect on the day? Um, it's quite interesting. I think that um, from all the comrades' runs that I've done, the 2016 down run is the run I've got the least memory of. <laughs> um, I remember bits here and there of the race, but... Normally, I remember the race like from start to finish, but it's a funny thing. I don't know why it is. Um, <laughs> but the 2018 race is a very clear memory. So I remember everything in that race. Um, I remember struggling quite a bit in the beginning of the race. Um, earlier in my sort of few years back, I often had uh, stomach issues. Um, I've fixed stomachs. Um, I think I've uh, managed to. Now um, I haven't had it for the last two three years, um, but I also had a few. I just didn't feel good on 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 in the beginning of the 2018 race. Then what I did was I still ran sort of to the pace that I was planning to do, in hoping that I would recover, you know, later on in the race because I know that it's possible. Often in comrades, you go through a patch where it's not good, but you can fully recover and continue your race. So um, I, I, you know, maintained my my race and stayed on to my race plan, and I did fortunately recover. Um, you know, later on in the race, already at 35 kilometers onwards, I recovered. Um, but what is very, very important is that is so easy to forget is to really try and run easy in the first half. I'm saying easy, of course, running <laughs> running isn't easy, but easy within your own capability and really feeling good in the first half. It's a long day out on the road. And the first half, you really need to make sure that you focus on taking in the crowd and looking what is going on around you, being fully uh, aware and awake and knowing exactly where you are in the route, not letting your mind wander off and, and sort of realizing, actually, I'm not sure, have I gone over this hill or have I crossed uh, the highest point? You need to be alert. Um, and then making sure that you are so intact with how you feel, because that is really what's going to make whether you have a good race or not. And the second half of the race, if you look at the profile, it must be possible to have a faster second half. So if you lose a little bit of time in the first half, it, it's okay. You shouldn't have to worry about that. Mm. Naturally, gravity is going <laughs> to assist you in the second half, but you need to have the legs for it. You need to have the legs and the energy 
that you conserved in the first half in order to run a, a strong second half. And that is, how I think, that's the best approach for the downline. Mm, definitely. I mean, I think also just accepting that inevitably you are going to, you know, hurt a lot i think that's like almost a given in comrades and it's just you know it's also i think that's one thing that training for comrades is so difficult because we often we don't experience it you can't experience it you know we go out and do root tester and that's like as close as we come you know maybe you do if you're fortunate if you live in durban yeah yeah, but even if you're going to go run out, out and run 50 or 60 Ks, not on the route or something, but you, you're still not going to experience that final 20 Ks. And I mean, mm. I, I think that's where, you know, it just becomes all about true grit, determination, and, and, and you got to kind of accept that. And I think from my perspective, I had such a terrible race last year that I'm almost excited, you know, to get to, you know, 60, 70 Ks and like, you feel that hurt, you know, because that's what comrades is about. It's it's about going through that. It's it's a long day out, like you say, and just you know, um, putting your head down and getting through it. But Khada, um, I just wanted to ask, you know, what what advice would you have for uh, some novice runners leading up, you know, to race day? I will um, advise them not to um, believe everyone who says comrades is about hurting. <laughs> <laughs> Because you've gone through something so hard and you've made it to the finish line and 
it's just incredible. So it will be well worth. Yeah, that's Goose the pumps. incredible thing about comrades, right? It is it is this incredible human race. It's not just about running, you know, there's so much to yeah. it. And like you say, you just you feed off the energy of the people around you. you there's there's incredible story stories all around you, motivational stories all around you. No, no more motivational than you. I feel you. You're an you're an extremely inspiring individual, Herd, and the way that you portray yourself, and the way that you go about your running, and you know, we we're just so excited to to see you put on those shoes, get to that start line, and and really put your heart on the line and try push your body to to the limits in this in this coming event. And we're so thankful for for your advice yeah. and you coming on to chat to us. And I'm sure all the listeners will also be extremely grateful to have had that that little insight and that little motivational talk. So hopefully those those few words that you said there at the end, they, they stick in people's minds when they are going through 60Ks, when they are you going through 70Ks, when they when they're struggling up Cowies Hill or 45th cutting mm-hmm. and that they they know, you know, it's it's something that's natural it's something that we all go through in the human race and you know if you come through it you will be so successful and the success is so worth it people have trained so hard and and i just think that you you've been super inspiring so i just want to say from from my side and i'm sure davy will will say the same thing we we're very grateful for for you having taken the time to chat to us today and i'm i'm sure we'll, we'll see you at the comrades expo and we can have a little chat but uh from our side we hope that the rest of the taper goes really really well and we we can't wait to see see what what can happen on race day for you yeah i mean Gerda, we're next downplaying this we are we are super fans we we absolutely mm-hmm. love you uh like i said previously you've done so much for the sport and we just really appreciate you taking the time to you know come on to uh, our podcast and i mean the everybody that loves uh, running in South Africa and everyone that's going to be doing comrades when this launches next Wednesday, I can guarantee they're going to be so happy that, you know, you were able to give them that advice um, and just take the time. So yeah, from the team, thank you so much. And we really wish you the best. Well, thank you so very much. Um, It's a massive compliment for me and uh, just a last bit of good luck for everyone running the comrades. Um, We'll all go through the same motion, so you're not, you're never alone on comrades. And uh, Nick, I'll look out for you on the route, and maybe also best of luck with your race. Thank you. Um, I can't be chasing you. The result. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you've just given me also just such uh, new motivation. And uh, you know, I know that I, I'll go out there and I will put my heart on the line. And I, I'm not running just for myself. I'm running for each and everyone who's out there supporting and watching and cheering on. So, um, yeah, let's do this together and, and, and celebrate together afterwards the, for sure. The, com- the comrade slogan, Ziyasha! <laughs> it's it this, this is it. This is it. Thank you, Khada. <laughs> All the best Thank for your you training. So much, we'll see you soon. Chat soon, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Making a Runner. We hope you enjoyed it and found value in the show. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform. And remember to share with your running buddies. Follow our journey on our socials and feel free to engage with us on all things running. We wish you a pleasant run wherever the road or trail may take you. Bye for now.